abandoned buildings, true crimes, strange curses, dark secrets, and lots of weird historical events. To check out Ghost Town, just click the link in the episode notes or search for Ghost Town in your podcast player. Now, on to tonight's Curious Tale. Tonight's story is my adaptation of The Philosopher's Stone by Hans Christian Andersen. In a land far away stood the tree of the sun. This was a very noble tree. It spread itself across many lands, like an entire forest. Each of its smaller branches forming another complete tree. At the summit of this grand tree was a garden and a castle made of crystal. Each tower of the castle contained a sparkling spiral staircase that almost went to the heavens. Even more splendor was found hanging on the wide halls of the castle. Pictures of the world represented various scenes of everything that took place daily. Looking at these living pictures as you walked down the halls was as good as reading a daily newspaper. Viewing these pictures would please any wise person. In fact, the wisest person in the world lived in this castle. She knew everything that a person on earth can know or imagine, like every invention that existed or was someday to be. She could govern the powers of nature and even held sway over potent spirits. Yet, like all things, there was a limit to her power and influence. She was unable to help others to live forever, and this vexed her. Wanting to give immortality to others filled her thoughts every day in the tree of the sun. This included her own children, who would someday fade like the leaves of a tree and fall. In the most secret chamber of the castle lay the greatest treasure on earth, the Book of Truth. The wise woman had consulted this book from start to end. Others had attempted to read it, but could only understand small fragments of it. The eyes of others see words created by confusing characters and symbols, obscuring the meaning of the text. The wise woman understood most of the book, but not all of it. She couldn't 
understand the section about immortality and eternal life. The words and meaning in that portion of the book were even blurred to her. This frustrated her so greatly because she understood the languages of all the nations, all the animals, all the plants, and even the language of the earth itself. How could she help others, or even her own children, if she couldn't understand everything in the Book of Truth? She had five children, four wise sons, and one wise daughter, who also happened to be blind. Although absent of sight, her daughter succeeded in the world, just like everyone else. Her mother and brothers helped her at times, and at other times, her own imagination was her mental sight. The five children had never gone farther from the castle than the branches of the trees extended. They didn't fear the outside world. It's just that they were happy and content inside the beautiful tree of the sun. Like all children, they loved to hear stories about the world. So their mother told them about the things they saw in the living pictures that hung on the castle walls. The sons listened closely and expressed desires to be present and engaged in these worldly events. Their mother explained, though, that the world outside their tree kingdom was not always as wonderful as it appeared to be in the living pictures. She warned them that the world is filled with great difficulties and challenges in addition to moments and items of splendor. One of those items of splendor, she explained, was called the Philosopher's Stone. This stone was clear like a diamond and was the result of the crystallization of the three virtues, truth, beauty, and goodness. Anyone who found and held this stone would feel and understand the magical wisdom of the universe. This included being able to read every word in the Book of Truth. As you would expect, this excited the sons, who then couldn't stop thinking about the stone. The brothers constantly talked to each other about the stone and the magical wisdom it contained. One day, the eldest brother explained to his brothers how he dreamt about the stone the night before. He described his dream in detail about 
he went on this exciting journey to find the stone. The other brothers gasped. Each had had the same dream the night before. Not only had each dreamed of searching for it, but each dreamed that they had found the stone. Their shared vision included returning home to their tree kingdom with this stone embedded in their foreheads. When each opened the Book of Truth in their dreams, the light of the stone revealed the meaning on every page, including the secret of immortality. They ran to tell their sister and ask her if she also had the same dream. But the sister had not had that dream, or any dream about the stone, or venturing out into the world. The eldest brother looked at his siblings and declared, I shall ride forth into the wide world. I must find out what life is like out there. I will respect the three virtues of the stone. I will be good. I will be true. And I will protect what is beautiful. I will make the world a better place. His siblings nodded in support. As you might expect, from being raised by such a wise mother, each of them had above-average intelligence. In addition, they also had above-average senses, with each one specializing in a different sense. The eldest brother possessed exceptional sight. He could read text at lightning speed and he could even see into the hearts of others. He hoped his remarkable sight would be of special service during his journey. He headed to the western border of the Tree Kingdom until he met up with some wild swans. The swans then guided him to the lands outside the Tree Kingdom and nudged him onward. The eldest son ventured forth and began his journey, carried on the back of one of the wild swans. He opened his eyes wide in astonishment at all the new things he saw. Although he expected mostly to see things of beauty, he was often affronted by the ugliness of the world. He saw that things which were good were often pushed aside for things which were mediocre. People were revered for what they wore and how they looked rather than for what they did and what they achieved. False reputations were held in higher esteem 
than the true behaviors of those individuals. His powerful vision showed him too much ugliness. The swan could see that the eldest brother felt overwhelmed and increasingly discouraged. The eldest brother didn't feel like he could make the world better or find the stone. The swan flew back to the tree kingdom to inform the other siblings. The second brother received the news and declared, I shall be more successful. He possessed a remarkable sense of hearing, allowing him to even hear grass grow. Like the eldest, he also went to the edge of the kingdom and took flight on a swan into the outer realm. He also soon encountered unexpected challenges. He not only heard the grass grow, but he could also hear the sorrow and the pain inside the hearts of everyone around him. He also heard joy in some hearts, but the sound of suffering and falsehoods dominated his ears. He heard hurtful gossip, scandal, and slander. It became increasingly difficult to hear the truth, the beautiful, and the good. After several days, the noise and clamor inside many hearts became too much for him to bear. Like the eldest, he also didn't think he could find the stone. His swan flew back to the tree kingdom to share the news. Back at the tree of the sun, the third brother now declared, it is time for me to try. This brother had a very keen nose. He could turn in any direction and sense things that were happening in faraway regions. His nose was even able to tell the distance of a lit candle, freshly split wood, a garden of tulips, someone dipping bread into olive oil, or someone reeling in a fresh drought. Through his nose, he had already begun his journey into the external realm, but now it was time to begin his true journey. He walked to the edge of the tree kingdom and then took flight on a wild swan. At first, he enjoyed the new fragrances of every field flower, and bush. But then, other odors invaded his nose. He inhaled factories, pollution,
smells seem to coat the inside of his nose and impair his ability to smell the sweetness of nature. He noticed he could even smell the stress and despair of people struggling with their challenges in life. And this became very overwhelming. He couldn't smell what was true, good, or beautiful anymore. And he also lost his desire to find the stone. His swan flew back to bring the sad news to the others. The fourth and last brother inhaled deeply and exclaimed, Now I must go out into the world and try my best. This last brother had an acute sense of taste. He was known throughout the kingdom for his ability to reveal the exact ingredients of anything he tasted. Chefs from all regions consulted his palate, hoping for advice on which ingredients to increase or decrease. He not only tasted the ingredients, but he also could taste the sweat and labor that went into each delicacy. His tongue would dance to the sweet and sour aspects of the food, and also to the craftsmanship and effort that went into it. He had tasted everything in the kingdom, so an opportunity to travel to the external realm and taste something new really excited him. He packed up a few belongings, bid his mother goodbye, and headed towards the edge of the kingdom. With great anticipation, he climbed on the back of a wild swan and ventured into this new realm of delicacies and flavors. His journey started in some rural areas with local dishes. He tasted foods and recipes prepared by local folks inside houses that they had built with their own hands. The meals were rich with delightful flavors, and he also tasted the care, attention, and tradition that went into each one. His journey took him into more densely populated areas, filled with the hustle and bustle of deadlines and profits. The food items were prepared in haste and usually contained too much of a specific ingredient. Many were too salty, too oily, or mostly made of sugar. He could taste the stress that went into each prepared food. After several days, the poorly prepared food weakened him 
we lost any determination to do anything meaningful. Like the others, he lost his ability and interest in seeking the stone. His swan relayed the news back home. In the castle, on the tree of the sun, all was mostly quiet. All four brothers had left and failed their mission, and now only the mother and her blind daughter remained. The mother stared at the Book of Truth, doubtful that she would ever be able to read the pages about immortality. She was afraid that she would never be able to give eternal life to her sons and especially to her daughter. The lone sibling missed her brothers. Where were they? Why didn't they succeed to find the stone? Finally, one night, she had a dream that was somewhat similar to her brothers. It wasn't exactly about finding the stone, but rather, it was about finding truth, goodness, and beauty. The blind sister interpreted this as the same dream that her brothers had, even though it wasn't. Yet, she still thought she had the same mission as they did, to find the stone and reveal the secret of immortality. She told her mother that she must also go into the external realm and search for the stone. Her mother forbade it. Her mother didn't think she was as strong as her brothers because of her blindness. So although the mother was the wisest person in the world, she still had the flaw of thinking that blindness made someone weaker. In contrast, her blind daughter had the strongest senses of all of her children, except for sight, of course. But this helped to sharpen her other senses. Her sense of hearing, smell, and taste were superior to any of her brothers, but her keenest sense was touch. She could touch someone very slightly and tell what they were feeling. Just by touching someone's arm or back, she could quickly feel their breathing rate, their heart rate, and even any indications of sweating. Coupled with her other senses, she could determine someone's precise emotional state. She knew her mother didn't want her to leave, so she snuck off in the middle of the night to the border of the kingdom. Soon, 
she was a light on the back of a wild swan, heading away from the kingdom. In her early days of travel, she met many happy and kind people in the local lands. She could feel their joy through their bodies and hear it in their voices. She continued on towards the more populated lands, hoping to find her brothers and the stone. As the density of people increased around her, she could feel the shift in their emotions. She felt more of their stress, their worry, and their sadness. This was precisely what happened with her brothers. They also felt the increase in these negative emotions. Each had their senses overwhelmed by these feelings of dread, which dragged them down with it. But the blind sister reacted quite differently to this situation. The flaw of the brothers was that each one only used their acute sense to be aware of these burdened individuals around them. None of them used their acute senses to help them. The blind sister not only understood how touching someone helped her to understand them, but she also understood that touching someone can change them. As she met people, she used her touch to help them. A caring hand on someone's back, a reassuring hand squeeze, a gentle hug. These simple moments held magical powers, and in a very short time, she helped thousands of people. Instead of looking for truth, goodness, and beauty in the world, she was bringing truth, goodness, and beauty to the world. It wasn't too long before she found her brothers, and with her caring touch, she helped each one of them to also recover. Once everyone felt re-energized for the journey, they all headed home together. Back in the tree kingdom, the sad mother looked up one day to see all of her children standing in front of her. She embraced them in joy and listened to all their tales and adventures. At last, she asked if they had found the stone. They replied no, and told her that she didn't need it. The siblings had seen many miserable people in the world, and knew that extending their lives for eternity 
wouldn't be helpful. The world didn't need a stone of immortality. It needed more caring people so everyone could enjoy the life that they were given. The mother thought about this very carefully, and then she understood it. When her children were gone, the last thing she had wanted was an eternal life of heartbreak. From that day forward, the siblings continued to venture out into the world. But now, all five of them used their senses to not just understand people, but to bring them more truth, more goodness, and more beauty. This is the end of tonight's storytime episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed. If you'd like to listen to many more storytime episodes right now, then peek in the episode notes or visit my new webpage.